Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to talk to you for a moment about something we all watched in the news not too long ago. It was the rescue of those boys who were stuck in a cave in Thailand. I'm sure you saw it. A bunch of boys from a soccer team followed their coach into a very long cave, almost two miles in Thailand. They got in there. Rains began to fall. They got stuck. And fortunately, they were discovered by some British divers. And then there was an international effort to retrieve these boys to get them out. And you remember what it was like. It involved about 60 different countries. It took days and days. They were taking food and oxygen into them. They were running airlines. They were pumping water out of miles of of tunnels and caves. Uh, It was quite an international operation. And uh, finally, finally... Uh, Some Thai Special Forces divers went in and took each boy out one at a time. The boys had to wear special masks. If you're a diver, you know there are masks that you uh, wear that allow you to have a breathing apparatus. And then there are masks that actually put the oxygen into the face guard, um, inside the mask so the boy can breathe normally without having anything in his mouth. That's what they had to have. They had to have special thermal uh, underwear and special thermal dive gear on because it was bitterly cold. Um, and they took each boy out one at a time. They finally got all the 20 boys out and their coach. Um, Unfortunately, a member of Thai Special Forces gave his life in this rescue effort, and um, it was celebrated the world over. I remember getting texts. I remember people writing me, and I have no special connection to Thailand at all. I mean, I've visited there, and I've done ministry there, spoken there, you know, uh, but I have no connection. It was just an exciting story, uh, and it was thrilling to hear about it. And I got to tell you, the more I thought about that rescue of those Thai boys, the more I thought about what it took, the effort that it took to bring those boys out, the more moved and emotional I became. Because I got to tell you, I believe that we need a rescue of boys today just like that, but for boys in general. I mean, I was moved to see the way the nations cooperated. I was moved to see the way that the focus was on the boys. I was moved to see the way men risked their lives. I was moved to watch video of divers training the boys and how to get out of the bondage, how to get out of the basically the the cave-like prison they were in. I was moved by the quick medical care of the boys once they got out. Uh, I was moved by the way people attended them. And I tell you, the most moving picture for me was to see the boys in their hospital gowns in the hospital days after they'd left. And they were all gathered around a photograph of the special forces diver from Thailand who had given his life. It was touching. It was moving. It was sweet. But what it made me realize was that we need to rescue boys today. I'm not going to bore you with the statistics, but the fact of the matter is that boys in the Western world, and probably most of the world today, are in free fall. In American schools, boys are two-thirds of the, of the students in special education classes. They are dropping out at many times the rate of girls. They lag way behind academically. Um, they are not keeping up even with minimal reading skills, even minimal math skills. 
Uh, it's pretty stunning. It really is pretty stunning. I could go on and on and on. The fact of the matter is that boys are simply reflecting what's going on with men. Because for the most part, in most parts of the world, and in most of American culture, there's not a, a, a men's culture, a, a, a men's unified band of brothers into which to initiate the boys, which the boys have for a model, which they can aspire to and be initiated into. Uh, the boys are cast adrift. The, the average boy today sees his first pornographic image at about the age of eight or nine. By the time the average boy in America today is somewhere around 10 or 11, uh, now I think this statistic is inflated, but the average boy spends almost two hours a day watching porn. And I think I've shared before in this podcast that I have held young boys at some of the events that I do who had been looking for porn on their cell phone, stumbled onto slasher films. Now, I don't want to give you an education about porn, but a slasher film is where a woman's actually killed in the process of shooting the, the porn film. In other words, she's guys having sex with her, basically, and she's killed, and that's supposed to give guys uh, some kind of a jolt, guys of a particularly perverse character. And uh, the boy had happened upon that. He's looking at a mother, some, a, a woman somewhat like his mother, and that mother is literally murdered. I mean, you're actually watching an actual woman killed in this video, uh, and a boy had stumbled upon that. Uh, he was devastated. He was shaking. He's not equipped for that kind of stuff. Frankly, nobody is. And I was aware of the fact that he was looking for that and, and adrift. Uh, and came upon something that devastated him. Fortunately, he had a, there was a neighborhood man who was a member of a good church. Uh, I was speaking nearby. The church was invited to the event at another, play, another school. I think it was a university that actually was sponsoring the thing. And the neighbor brought this young boy up for me to talk to for a while. He was comforted. I was able to talk him through some things. But my point is that most men don't have anything like that. And most boys therefore, don't have the models, don't have a culture into which to be initiated. You hear me quote all the time the African proverb that says, if we do not initiate the boys, they will burn the village down. And by the way, one of the completions of that sentence is they will burn the village down just to feel the warmth. In other words, they'll do anything destructive just to feel something of the warmth that they have lacked in their life. This is what's going on in the Western world. This is what's going on in the United States. Now, I could spend the next four hours citing stats to you about what's going wrong with boys and how it's a result of what's going wrong with men, but we're here to fix the thing. And here's the stat I want you to know. Psychologists tell us that even if a boy doesn't have a biological father, even if he doesn't have a man in the home who is his father figure, other men not in the home can make as much as an 85% difference in the life of a boy. Uh, what I'm saying is, if I'm active in my community and there's a boy, let's say, I'm just making this up now, who's down the street who doesn't have a father, but I get involved with him. I pull him in with me. I take him places. I father him a bit. I kind of work with the mother a little bit to make sure this kid's okay. I can, along with my, my band of brothers, my, my tribe of guys, I can make as much as an 85% difference in that young man's life. That is stunning. That is stunning. And so while we're not talking about trying to replace fathers, biological fathers, fathers in the home with men outside the home, uh, because we want biological fathers. We want men to father children and take responsibility for them, obviously. But it's good news to know that a bunch of investive, active men can make as much as an 85% difference. 
So what we've got to do is begin to form the kind of bands of brothers, the kind of networks of men who are meaningful, who are invested, who have a free fire zone with each other, who are connected and bring boys into it. When I speak at churches, when I speak at universities, when I speak at military groups, when I speak at various gatherings around the country to men, I'm not happy when I don't see boys sitting there. If you get a bunch of men together, I want to, I want to know that the boys are being brought. I want to know that fathers are bringing their sons. I want to know that uncles are bringing their, their nephews. I want to know that coaches are bringing their, 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 their players. I want to know that we're, we're doing a dragnet through the community and bringing young guys. Um, we've got to rescue boys. I'm a historian by training, and there's a principle of history that is this. Every civilization is invaded by barbarians. Uh, It's a standard principle, and it mainly, of course, arises with the study of the Roman Empire, but it continues all through history. The problem with the Western world is we are not likely to be invaded by barbarians from without. We are likely raising up those barbarians from within. It's not barbarians from without who are shooting up our schools. It's young, untethered, white males, unfathered, unprincipled, who are doing the shootings, barbarians from within. Uh, It's not barbarians from without who are sexually molesting 20% of the girls on college and university campuses. And that's a true stat, by the way. It's young males, unfathered, unprincipled, untethered, untaught, undiscipled, untrained, unmentored, who are doing that horrible thing to young women. I could go on and on. We are going to be threatened by being invaded from within. And, and by the way, for those of you who are tempted to believe that somehow this is merely an inner city problem, think again. Most of this ill behavior is by young white males. Now, the only reason I stepped into race there for a moment is I don't want any of you thinking, well, this is just inner city ethnic communities. I care a great deal about inner city ethnic communities. You know that I live in D.C. I'm connected to the African-American community very tightly. I care about all the ethnicities that are in our men's groups. But I want to say, do not excuse yourself. Do not think, well, this is not my kids. This is not what it's actually white suburban kids who are at times amongst the most barbaric. So let's, let's get over the race issue here. We need to rescue boys. What do you do? Well, there is no exact game plan. You, you, you befriend them. You do things with them. You get a burger. You take them to a game. You start talking to them. If they're cooperative, you get them reading some stuff. You take them to a movie and you discuss what lessons they see in those movies. By the way, if you don't know what movies to see, in the back of my book, Mansfield's uh, Book of Manly Men, there are all kinds of movies and books and recommended things and I think 50 quotes. There's all kinds of stuff for you to discuss. And by the way, if you want to use that book, there are discussion questions at the end of every single chapter. And there are other great books too, as you know, but that's just one that you can get your hands on. It happens to be by me. But my point is just start pulling them in, just start befriending them. You know, in, in my faith, we build on the Old Testament teaching. Uh, New Testament Christianity is built on Old Testament teaching. And Old Testament teaching constantly said to fathers, teach your children in the way. Teach your children while you're walking around. Teach your children while you're building a barn. Teach your children while you walk into town. Teach your children while you're at Walmart. <laughs> teach your children while you're at Home Depot. Just teach them stuff. Just, just, just narrate stuff to them. Just talk to them. Just hang with them. Uh, and, and you don't have to sit them in a little miniature classroom in your basement. Uh, do things with them and teach them and talk to them. That's, that's how guys learn. That's how most men learn is while doing other stuff. In fact, men learn best while doing other stuff. That's why putting boys in classrooms at a young age sometimes just isn't the smart way to go. Get into the lives of young boys. 
make it fun, make it friendly, care about them, keep it scrupulously clean, ethically and morally, be accountable to the mother or whoever is responsible for that child, and and bring them into a network of men. Teach them, train them, uh, teach them what it means to be a man, promote them, celebrate them, have a bar mitzvah when they turn about 13 or 14, and uh, a Christian bar mitzvah, a bar mitzvah that fits your faith or your values, and celebrate them as they make the transition to manhood. You know what I'm talking about. We can rescue this generation of boys just as surely as those Thai boys were rescued from that cave if we will make a concerted effort. Now, I mentioned churches a lot in my talks uh, here on this podcast, and, it, and it's not that I think the only answer is churches. It's that churches are among the only organizations to budget for reaching men. So I talked to them and I mentioned them, but let me assure you, we need businesses to be involved. We need sports teams to be involved. We need every kind of person to be involved. Let's rescue the boys and let's build great men together. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.